3: the
4: michael reed show podcast tune in weekdays from nine on lmfm to contact us email now michael at lmfm.ie
5: thursday morning the 16th of january good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11 a.m this is michael reed on lmfm Listeners are advised that today's programme will be graphic to the extent that children should not be listening and some adults may find the content and the language very disturbing. Who is the depraved bastard that killed Keane Mulready Woods? This child killer must be stopped. The killer is criminally insane and should not see the light of day for a very long time. Make no mistake... Keane was no angel. He was convicted last month for intimidating a woman to pay her son's drug debt and was involved in the drugs gang. And he petrol bombed a number of houses in the Drogheda area. But Keane, Maridi Woods, was a child. Nobody, young or old, deserves the death Keane received. He was butchered, tortured, murdered and chopped up, his body parts left in different locations. To do this to a child is not something I can find words to describe. To video Keane's last moments and send those videos to Keane's family on Sunday night is impossible for us to take in. Why am I watching a video of the boy, this child, minutes before he dies? The videos are doing the rounds. There's photographs of Keane in a pool of blood over those... Photos. It says R.I.P. Revenge. Uh, another photo is of a decapitated torso, limbs amputated, no head, no arms, no legs. Over this image, it says, "Fuck with us, you'll lose your head." A skeleton's head is superimposed on the photo. There is a video of Kane. This young boy is lying on the ground. He's very obviously injured and very distressed. He's lying in a pool of blood. His hands and his head are covered in blood. He raises his hands to his head in a futile effort to defend himself. A man's body approaches. He has a machete. He strikes Keane in the face. The camera is switched off.
6: It is important to remember that Keane was a child... A young, a young boy trying to find his life, his way in life. He has now lost his life and his family have lost their loved son and brother.
5: Chief Superintendent Christy Mangan and we'll hear more from uh, that Garda press conference later. Declan bronnick is a Fianna Fáil TD in Louth, and he's on uh, the line with us. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. What have you got to say about this?
7: Well, yeah, offer sympathies like yourself, it's absolutely a situation where but the issue of drug addiction uh, and lawlessness and gangland criminality has stooped to an all-time low. It's brutal. It's people who are depraved, as you've rightly described. I would say to you, and I've said it before, we are at a stage where we have a national emergency in relation to uh, what is the focuses on on But I've been saying drugs are rampant in every small community but a lack of humanity in this on, ongoing criminality of these drug feuds. And by the way, you can tie in all the per, uh, pervasive criminality of the ATM robberies and the base, minor relation to what we're talking about. Here. We have got to get to grips with this. You, you mentioned Christy Mangan there and you, you, you had his words in relation to this chap being a child. Christy Mangan has said that if we don't get to grips in this region, we will lose a generation. I want to offer and I hope the public support to the Garda to get the resources which we've been working hard to get and we are improving in Drogheda to get drug addiction programs in schools to get the CCTV monitoring up and running to support family addiction support services because we will lose that generation and I fully support his call for the public to give whatever information they have to work with the political system and the judiciary corner to rid this scourge that is just eating into our society.
5: Can you believe what's happened?
7: No, and I don't think I don't think anybody expected it would stoop to that depravity. It has, and if we don't declare war, and I mean war, under, on drugs, provide the, the resources, recognise that we have a problem. I'm not on this prone to start slating anybody or any politician. We need to work together, I said, in a collegial spirit. Local politicians, to JPCs, hmm. the Archbishopana, to rid us of this. Well,
5: I, I doubt there's anybody, or, or very few at least, who can understand what happened. Uh, I, I mean, the idea of killing a child, to kill a child so brutally, uh, to film it, to use it as a weapon, to use that film uh, as a weapon. Uh, to send that film out to show how big and strong you are, uh, to think that this is just business and a way of doing business, Uh, and as part of doing business, you cut a child's body up and drop the body parts in different locations uh, around the country to intimidate people and to send out a a message about the strength of your organisation is beyond anybody's comprehension, I would have thought.
7: There is absolutely no humanity in the individuals who have done this. In fact, uh, I would describe it as psychopathic, but equally it is an issue where these individuals don't care, I think I said it on your programme before, or man, not least. Uh, I condemn it utterly. I say that the government, the new government, needs to put the resources into the various facilities that I've referred to. We need to tackle the whole issue of children being involved in drugs. I referred to you on your programme before Michael about mm-hmm. people running the county line. What happens in other parts of the world and particularly the UK has moved in here and we need to deal with it. We need to look at the whole issue of strengthening the powers to deal with it. We need to look at bail laws. We need to look at having special uh, additional uh, guard numbers. We're committed to, uh, to a figure of 16,000 we need to utilise and strengthen the guard the reserves. We need to provide educational programmes. The CCTV uh, issue that's ongoing in places like Georgia and right across the country, where we have schemes that are ineffective because the the. the uh, uh, the difficulties with the local authority administration, the ministry, as you
5: call it. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and you know, I, I don't think anybody would argue with anything that you're saying, uh, but let's talk about uh, the shooting on Monday. That was filmed on CCTV. It happened in front of so many people who were on the Bridge of Peace at uh, 20 past 6 on a, a Monday evening, a particularly busy part of the country, let alone the town. Opposite the Garda station, uh, talk about Brazen. Uh, and Apparently, uh, as I understand it, Keane was murdered on Sunday. The video of his killing was sent to people which resulted in a retaliation that saw that shooting take place on the Bridge of Peace. All the cameras in the world won't change that mindset.
7: Uh, absolutely not. But we also have to keep a focus, Michael. That this is a small group of depraved individuals. Our region is a great place to live, work, and 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 uh, enjoy. But these people will 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 spoil that. Those opportunities for employment. Uh, you're right. The cameras of the world are looking at us. Uh, but we must be resilient. We must tackle it head on and now more than ever. We
5: but we have. We have Come film together. we have film footage of this child's murder. We have film footage of the shooting in retaliation, the shooting of an innocent man, John Miles, the taxi driver.
7: Yes. What what, what we need to do is also realize that these individuals who are probably pumped up with cocaine, if not uh, we are living in a society where people are watching depraved the video themselves and they see this as becoming commonplace. And I'm not exaggerating that. We see it in young, in young children who are allowed to indulge in these types of, of, of games and otherwise that are absolutely animalistic. And I am saying people need to get to grips, families need to get to grips with their loved ones and realise that we're bringing this upon ourselves by not supporting and not cooperating at times, being the A's and ears of our security forces and the people who need to keep us protected. That's for the God of Shekhana, the God of peace, and to bring mm. peace about. And I'm, I'm passionate about this, Michael. Yep. I see your passion on it, but we need I know. to say enough is enough.
5: And people need to tell the guards... What they know, if they know anything. We'll hear more from the Chief Superintendent uh, later in uh, the programme, as I, I say. But thank you indeed uh, for joining us, Fianna Fáil TD and Louth. Declan Brannick. we'll hear from many local representatives and indeed you, if you wish to talk to us on the programme today. Labour Party Councillor Pio Smith is on the line. A very good morning to you, Pio, and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been talking on and off uh, throughout uh, this ongoing feud, uh, but we've never had a, a situation like the one we're in today and hopefully uh, we'll never see anything like it again. It certainly couldn't get any worse.
8: Well, good morning, Michael, and my condolences to uh, the Woods and the Macreedy family. I know the Woods family, and uh, very good and decent people, so very sad news for them. In terms of, uh, yeah, we have talked about it over the last two years or so. In terms of things not getting any worse, uh, well, I'd be hopeful they don't get any worse, but, you know, after listening to what and seeing what happened the weekend, <clears throat> uh, I think at this stage... it. It has the capacity to get much worse. And uh, there seems to be a bit We said, we used that phrase before in relation to this feud. That isn't just about money and power and territory. It's about a a deeper level, you know. So uh, it isn't going to go away anytime soon.
5: Can you believe what happened?
8: Well, I can. I mean, like, you know, if you just take an example of what happens across the world in relation to... uh, you know, drugs, feuds and Mm. drug wars, etc. The levels of depravity that people go to uh, are extreme. And I think to some extent we're catching up with that in Ireland. And this is just a kind of manifest example of what happens Mm. routinely in other countries. And the reality is...
5: Is mm, it commonplace to kill children in other countries? Yeah, it is. In in
8: Mexico, Colombia, it's a, a standard practice to actually kill children who are related to anybody involved in feuds to stop them growing up and then being involved in the feud and coming back after the people who killed their parents. So it'll be a very common thing to happen in other countries. <clears throat> uh, you know, we are, we are uh, appalled by the, the the behaviour that happened the weekend for obvious reasons. Our values are very powerful in relation to restricting that type of activity. But once it, the door is opened in relation to what happened, uh, it's very hard to close it again. That's the problem. And, uh, our values have been constantly eroded in this country slowly over the year by over year, over mm. year in relation to drug use.
5: Are these guys untouchable?
8: I wouldn't say they're untouchable.
5: They would, though. Obviously, they would. I mean, anybody who drops body parts in different locations to send out a message, a message to warn others, to tell people that there will be revenge, to tell people that we're strong and powerful, Uh, believes they're untouchable anybody who videos a murder the killing of a a child uh, and then sends that video out for all of the same reasons that they would drop the body parts off believes they're untouchable
8: oh absolutely there's two things going on here number one they personally could believe they're untouchable and number two they may have a belief in themselves that their world is the drug's world and they will live hard and fast they will gather whatever they can for the period of time they're alive, and then if they're dead, they're dead. That's a very common belief that uh, many people have who are involved in
5: drugs gangs. That they don't don't, fear death themselves, is it?
8: Yeah, yeah, they don't see an alternative outside of what they're doing. They'll take their chances and they'll keep going. And, you know, that's a mindset that that people, in particular the top level of gangs, at the controlling level of gangs, actually have. And that's a worrying thing for our society, because... Our government, uh, not just any, this government, but any government, doesn't understand that and they don't see that. Mm. And, you know, our laws are not strong enough to be able to address this situation. <clears throat> I mean, uh, in my view, I think we need to start looking at the definition of narco-terrorism. We need to look at how organised crime is undermining the state in terms of public safety. They can even compromise the political system, undermining legal business and weaken the judicial and policing system, that's a reality. That's what's going on here now at a smaller level compared to, say, other states. Look at the Netherlands. Mm. The Netherlands is on the brink of becoming a narco state, a state in Europe. Mm. And we had a situation here only three years ago where a crime gang gang thought they could engage in a series of assassinations with impunity over a 12-month period. Mm. Now, we don't have the laws to address that. The second thing we don't have is <clears throat> the state have not properly addressed the, the needs of the communities uh, and the complex reasons why people get into criminality in the first space. For example, community policing has been decimated in Ireland over the last mm. seven to ten years, mainly due to recession. Anytime time there's a recession, budgets are cut. And then we wonder why a cohort of people get involved in crime. There's significant poverty across the
5: country. But there's crime and there's crime. Uh, I I mean, I remember watching a a man being beheaded uh, on the internet in Afghanistan. Uh, And it was a much more civilized thing to watch than the video I've watched from Drogheda, in that the man uh, was on his knees and a sword was lifted and his head was removed. It was disgusting, it disturbed me for many days, weeks, months years even, I can recall it now quite vividly, Uh, but it it paled into comparison in terms of the torture that this child underwent in Drogheda, this child lying on the ground in a pool of blood, his hands and his head covered in blood and putting his hands to his head hoping that he wouldn't be struck and then seeing a machete come out uh, and then discovering that that was the closing minutes of that child's life on Sunday night Uh, and the murder that we're reporting on today.
8: Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, last night, I was sitting, just before I went to bed, and I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about the terror that that child must have went through, uh, because this was foretold. I mean, this was a post that was brought up on social media saying this is going to happen. And I'm sure when he was captured, he knew what was going to happen. So it was horrible. But it's also horrible for his family, and then it's also horrible for the wider community. But the point I'm getting at, too, is in relation to addressing this horror. And I think that we need to really come down very strong and very hard in relation to our laws. So, you know, we talked before about the anti-gang legislation. I mean, why is it that, like, an ordinary guard of any rank can give evidence, opinion evidence, as to whether they believe someone is in the criminal organisation? You know, like, before this, it had to be chief superintendent. Like, an ordinary guard can say, you know, I'm constantly seeing these guys together. They're constantly driving around together in cars. I know they've got houses in Spain or it is, and they're drawing social welfare, and I believe they're, on, they're involved in a, in a criminal organisation. Now, <clears throat> if that legislation is strong enough, why is it that we're not getting people prosecuted? And I, I haven't heard anybody tell me that the legislation is robust enough for what it says to be actually implemented. And no one's looking at it. I can't understand it. Okay. Because we all know who's involved in this these feuds, the Guards know in great detail who's involved in these feuds, but the people who, who are in the Eruptus need to revisit the legislation in relation to uh, anti-gang legislation. And they need to make decisions in relation to <clears throat> resourcing the Guards properly, because up until before Christmas, I can tell you that the Guards are very fearful that they would not have the resources that was given to them in the last six to seven months in 2020. Okay. And, you know, we can't operate on that basis.
5: Pia, we have to leave it there. But thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme this morning, Labour Party councillor Pio Smith. Michael,
1: Michael Reed on,
5: on LMFM. Oh eight six eighteen fifty six five eight is our text number, or you can call us or email us. Uh, John has uh, called. John isn't your real name. You don't want to give your real name, John. But uh, thanks for your call. Are you in Drogheda?
2: I, I am indeed. Yes.
5: Yeah, and uh, you want to make comment uh, on uh, the latest developments.
2: Yes, I do indeed, Michael. Um, just after listening to the uh, the show there, I just feel at this stage that the guards need a bit of backup here, a bit of help, and I really think the Irish Ranger Wing should be taken into this situation uh, with their, their expertise and skills in intelligence work and behind enemy lines work. I think it's, they're the people that, that should be taken in here to to sort out this uh, uh, this mess that's going on.
5: The reason I've been asking our guests so far if they can believe what has happened or how it has happened the way that it has happened is because i can't believe what has happened can you believe what has happened john
2: no i can't it's just absolutely unbelievable disgusting and all the rest it's it's just that's why i'm i'm just on on the phone here this morning it's terrible it's terrible what's going on and it's time it stopped and um, and i do as i say again the ranger wing or the, or the people to sort this out i think they should be put in there to back up on Shea corner and every resource from every agency should be used to, to sort out this.
5: Right. Uh, you've been aware that there's a, a drug problem in Drogheda for some time, obviously.
2: Yes, of course. Yeah, I think uh, I think the dogs in the street know that, Michael, at this stage. Uh, they know the people that's involved. So let's get this sorted, um, get these people involved and, and get the, the, this thing sorted for once and for all.
5: All right. Thank you indeed uh, for calling us today, John. And if you'd like uh, to comment on the programme, we would welcome your call. Uh, And if you have uh, something to say and don't want to be identified, you can do that uh, as well. Or if you just want us to read out your comments, you're welcome to make contact in the usual ways. Now, let's hear more from Angarda Shia Khanna and some of uh, that press briefing given last night by Chief Superintendent Christy Mangan.
6: Angarda Shia Khanna investigating the disappearance of Keane Mulready woods have had it confirmed by Forensic Science Ireland that partial human remains discovered at Moatview Drive, Priorswood, Coolock, on Monday the 13th of January 2020 are those of Keane Mulready Woods. Keane is a 17-year-old juvenile. He disappeared on Sunday the 12th of January and parts of his remains have now been discovered. This is a brutal savage attack on a child and it's completely unacceptable in any normal democratic society. The level of violence is shocking, and the investigation into the murder of Keane has been coordinated from Draha de Garda station. It is important to remember that Keane was a child, a young, a young boy trying to find his life, his way in life. He has now lost his life, and his family have lost their loved son and brother. Keane was last seen in Drogheda by his family at approximately 6 pm on Sunday, the 12th of January 2020. At this time, Keane was wearing a navy Hugo Boss tracksuit, Hugo Boss runners, which were had a brown sole and black laces. He also had a red orange Canada goose jacket and a Gucci baseball cap. At approximately 9.55 pm on Monday, the 13th of January, Gardy responded to a 99 call that a bag containing human remains had been found at Moatview Drive, Coolock, Dublin 17. A black Puma sports bag was recovered which contained partial human remains. At approximately 1.30am this morning, Wednesday 15th January, Gardy responded to a call from Dublin Fire Brigade indicating that there was a vehicle on fire at Trinity Terrace in Dublin 3. Further, Partial human remains were recovered from this vehicle. A number of searches have been conducted in the Drogheda area uh, since the 14th of January 2020, and one search location remains ongoing at present. Incident incident rooms have been established at Drogheda, Kulak, and Mountjoy Garda stations, with the investigation being coordinated from Drogheda Garda station. We have a number of appeals to make here this evening uh, for information. And we're seeking information from anyone who has knowledge of Keane's movements from the time he was last seen on Sunday the 12th of January at approximately 6pm in the vicinity of Dominic's Bridge in Drogheda. We're also are seeking information, uh, our dashcam footage from anyone who was in the Moatview Drive of Moatview Gardens, Dublin 17 area uh, on Monday the 13th of January from approximately 9pm uh, to 10pm. And we're also seeking uh, any person that might be in possession of dash cam footage that, uh, in the Trinity uh, Terrace area of Dublin Tree this morning uh, at between 12 and 1.30am. We're also seeking information in relation to the movements of a blue Volvo S40, which was bearing false uh, registration plates 141MO1925, which was abandoned and set fire at Trinity Terrace Uh, in the Dublin Tree area this morning at approximately 1.30am. We're also seeking information on the whereabouts of a blue Volvo S40 registration number 161D 48646, which was the subject of an authorised taken from Sandymount in Dublin on the 15th of December 2019. Any person with information can t- contact the Guardia at Drogheda Garda Station on 041 9874 or the Garda Confidential Line or the Garda Crime Stoppers uh, Line or any Garda Station.
5: That's Chief Superintendent uh, Christy Mangan uh, speaking to reporters in Drogheda last night.
1: Michael Reed on
5: LMFM. The Mayor of uh, Drodd, uh, Paul Bell, a Labour Party councillor, has come in to us uh, this morning and we've been discussing uh, the murder of uh, Keane Mulready Woods on Sunday night, it, it seems. It seems that this murder did happen on Sunday night because videos of Keane's murder have been circulating since then. Good morning to you, Paul, and thanks. Uh, Good morning, for Michael. Us, uh, this morning. It's very hard to make any comment on this because uh, it, it's beyond words in, in many respects, isn't yeah. it?
4: Well, first of all, Michael, I just want to acknowledge that there's a lot of commentary about this particular incident and Gara are investigating it. But I'm, the reason it's so sad in some ways is that family members of Keane are listening to this. Uh, and the world is actually listening to this Mm. and the world is actually viewing this on Mm. social media.
5: And it has to be said that we're uh, aware or we're of the belief, at least, Mm. that the family received these videos uh, on Sunday night, Mm. uh, which is why we've taken the decision this morning to graphically talk about them uh, because it's not as though they're turning on the radio to hear this for the first time.
4: I appreciate that, Michael. And and yet Mm. there has to be some degree of sensitivity because I'm... Like, I had a communication this morning from a citizen in our town mm. uh, saying this video that her relation received in Canada of this incident, is it is it real or is it make-believe or what is it? Uh, and unfortunately, it's as real as it's shown. I... I've declined to look at the imagery because I find it extremely disturbing. But somebody was watching Some, it. Well, this, this boy's this murder. This crime was They committed. were watching
5: that on their phone in yeah. Canada.
4: Yeah. This crime was committed by a number of people. Uh, and really, I think we now know that it was inevitable that the threshold would be crossed. Inevitable. And it has been crossed. Uh, and, you know, people can speculate and commentate on this. At the end of the day, our legislators have let us down as citizens. Uh, they have not passed the legislation that's required to confront people who can get themselves involved in this kind of criminal activity. And it has not ever been a consideration because I think I think there's a notion well, it's only happening in working class areas or it's only happening where poor, poor people live. At the end of the day the legislation that we're asking our Garda Shear Conor to defend us with, that we're asking our communities to come together to protect themselves, mm. is not there. And people are going to have to face up to the fact that when special times come, special measures have to be taken. I've been dealing with this type of, not this type of issue, but anti-social behaviour, mm. criminal behaviour as an elected representative since 2004. It is a, a side issue.
5: Uh, but I, I think probably an important issue. Are, are you worried that school children
4: are watching this video this Absolutely. Morning? You see, the trouble with social media is that it's, it's not regulated. It's out of control. Uh, some of the things I, I was actually reading yesterday were absolutely disturbing. But the understanding that this graphic in, uh, graphic incident as it, uh, is being produced for social media, it's literally accessible to all various all various age groups um, and it's and if it can be seen in Canada yeah oh, it, it's been, this has been seen all over the world it can be seen it can be seen in all of the st- classrooms we, st- we are the centre uh, of attention for the globe for the civilised world there are some people within our society who do not wish to be civilised That type of crime or that type of behaviour, legislation was brought in uh, in the medieval times to stop this type of thing. But what's going on here is that the people involved in this crime actually believe that the norms of society don't apply, the laws of society don't apply, uh, and that they will not be held accountable. And our legislators have continually failed mm. to respond to that. Well, and that's the, what I was saying to and, the P.O. earlier yeah, on. Yeah. They
5: obviously believe they're untouchable. If they believe they can do that, if they can believe they can do that to a child, yeah. if they can believe they can dump body parts yes. uh, around the country, if yeah. they believe they can video all of that, mm. uh, they believe they're untouchable. Well,
4: remember something, Michael. Uh, it took the death. And they
5: probably are
4: untouched. Uh, 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 at this moment in time, by the way, I the, gu- the guards are really intensely investigating mm. this matter. They're, uh, they're getting the support of the community. They've been obviously uh, conducting searches and they've been conducting very forensic examinations uh, in a number of different locations. Uh, but, you know, we remember something. Uh, the, the Criminal Assets Bureau only came about through the death of Veronica Gearen. mm Hmm. I mean, that's when someone said, "Okay, a line is being crossed. The problem with people who are committing crimes like this or intimidating the community like this, they don't actually believe that there is a line. So how would you know if they crossed it? This particular uh, act is fiendish. There's no doubt about that. It's revolting. But the problem is, as I sit here in front of you today in the studio... I have no confidence that something like that wouldn't happen again because the people involved in this type of activity, the line they've crossed, believe that they're untouchable. And they're going to be untouchable until such time as government, government and the parties mm. of the Oroctus come together and say we have a very difficult situation, we have a very special situation, mm. we need to listen to our, our law enforcement agency. How could
5: anybody do that to another person? Well,
4: you see, the problem is we, us talking here this mm. morning, we understand. But how can how, they? how can you watch a young boy lie on the ground, covered mm. in blood and attack them with a machete? Because they have crossed a threshold, Michael. Because they are never, ever up to this point ever understood that there is a line. We as a society and people of this town cannot allow this to go. But is the line that they've crossed such that not only can they do
5: that, mm-hmm. but they can boast about it, that they think that there's some honour in it to the extent that they video it mm-hmm. and put that video online looking for to mm-hmm. other people looking for attention, or whatever way you want to put it. Yeah. But, but the, the attention that they're seeking mm-hmm. is for other people to look up to them. Do, pe- do people look up mm-hmm. to them?
4: Well, we know as normal citizens, as, as normal as we can be, uh, that we don't. Uh, that we're revolted by what has happened. But within the code of these people, it seems, this is something that, uh, obviously, they have license to do. Remember, though, it's up to the community and it's up to the state to hold these people accountable. And this has to be dealt with. I believe if this, if the people who are involved in this Mm. incident, and I'm sorry you use that word incident because I know it's Mm. under investigation, are not brought to book. Are not dealt with within the the legislation that's there, and are not prosecuted. I believe then we're at nothing. Okay, and, that, and we're going to have to bring in the special laws that we require.
5: Put those headphones on there,
4: Thank if you, you will. Uh, we're going to go to Sinn Fein councillor Joanna Byrne,
5: who's on the line. Good morning to you, and thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, what are your thoughts on all of this this morning? Oh, well,
9: where where do you even begin, Mike? Um, I I to be honest with you, I, I find this extremely distressing and. How anybody could mutilate any human's body, let alone a child of of seventeen, it's it's the worst act of sa- savagery imaginable. They've stripped that child of all his dignity, and they've left that family with horrific memories. that's never going to leave them. It's 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 just I can't fathom it. I can't understand it. Mm.
5: Uh, are they unt- do 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 people they they believe they're untouchable do people look up to them do you think
9: i i think probably prior to this incident yes i would i've I'd,
5: heard about children in the amount
9: e- of young floods that that's running with them and running for yeah. them and mm. i think they must have but if anything can come out of this i sincerely hope it's put the fear of god into any of them that's involved in it. well that's it's
5: one of the it. things that they're trying to achieve yeah. they they want everybody to be afraid of them and that's why they think people will look up to them
9: yeah, well, everybody is afraid. The people in this town are are hugging their loved ones dearer than they ever have over the last few days. But for any young teenager and young child and young adult that is involved with either of the sides of this feud, I sincerely hope they're looking at Keen Mulready and thinking this could be them. And I hope to God it's enough to deter them from from staying involved and, and that they look to seek ab- avenues out of this.
5: There's something really wrong, isn't there, when 100 people are involved in this dispute or feud or whatever words you want to use to describe the debauchery that's been going on. Uh, that's uh, the Garda Estimus, uh, up to 100 people involved between the two gangs. In a town of 40,000 people, they're holding 40,000 people to ransom.
9: To ransom. It, it's a very dark day, a very dark few days for Drogheda. and there's so many heavy hearts. Um, I spoke to some of the Mulready family yesterday and, you know, they're, they're living an absolute nightmare and this is something that's never going to leave them. They're never going to have closure. They're never going to be able to put this behind them and remember Keen in the way any child should be remembered when they're gone. You know, it's, it's left a it's left lasting a lasting sense of grief that that nobody will ever understand unless they're going through it. You know, it's beyond comprehension how anybody could do such a barbaric act.
5: And did you hear that the family had received uh, videos on Sunday night?
9: I did hear um, on Tuesday, I had heard that the family were certain from Sunday night that Keane had been murdered. Um, I didn't hear until yesterday, actually, that they had been sent the videos. It was yesterday before I heard that, but I was aware that the family seemed to be certain.
5: What a way to be told Um, that your son or your brother or your cousin or your nephew is dead. That that the way you received the the news is getting a a video of them being murdered so cruelly. It is just beyond belief.
9: I couldn't even bring myself... Look at any of them videos that have been circulating yesterday. Mm. So imagine a family member. No. Imagine opening a Snapchat or, which yep. is probably what mm. it was sent on to to the younger members of the family. Imagine opening that and and you just, I I I just don't know. My heart is breaking for them, and I don't I don't know them personally, and I don't know them well. But I'm I'm sure everybody's in the same boat and just beyond despair to this stage. You know, mm.
4: Michael, if I ever could, and uh, Joanna. Uh, there's just a couple of things that need to be said here. This is also, this crime is also the, an attempt to, for the destruction of an identity of a person, of a human being, and yeah. that's extremely evil. That's where it's at. But I am going to appeal to people who are involved, uh, you know, in the, on the periphery of the of this feud that's going on. You've seen what has happened. You've seen that the threshold has been crossed. The threshold that you thought wasn't there. You can go to the Gardashir corner, or you can go to public representatives, or you can go to your local priest, whoever you have to go to, or your school teacher, whatever, and you can help to make sure that this doesn't happen again, and you can ensure that what has happened to your friend or associate or whoever, whatever term's been used about this human being that has been so savagely removed from the earth, you can ensure that doesn't happen again, and you can ensure that we have a society going forward. So I'm not just appealing to the public for the help to the Garda corner. I'm appealing for those who are in the know of this.
5: Okay, I'm going to cut across you and ask you to stay with us. Hold those thoughts for a moment. We have to go to headlines uh, and we'll be back uh, with more coverage of uh, this barbaric murder that has uh, occurred in uh, Drogheda and the details uh, that are being revealed this morning. Michael
10: Michael Reed on on
1: LMFM.
5: Now just to mention uh, Labour Party uh, Councillor and Mayor of Drogheda, Paul Bell, is still with us. Sinn Féin Councillor George Anna Byrne is still on the line but let's find out what you've been saying to us Marie Kearns joins us with some of the calls and text messages that have been coming to us this morning Good morning to you Marie Good morning
11: Michael First up, a text from a listener I wish to lend my support to Chief Superintendent Mangan and the Garda. It's a despicable crime the mutilation of a young boy The Chief Superintendent himself I felt was trying to hold back the tears while doing the press conference We all need to do more than ever and support the Gardee to get this young child's barbaric killers. There is more than one person involved, I'd imagine. It's not retaliation that's needed, as that will fuel the situation. We need to support the Gardee and we need to support this boy's family. After all, the victim is some mother's son. Let's all of Drogheda and Loud's unite together and work towards sorting this out once and for all.
5: Okay,
11: I'm sick to the core thinking of that child and very fearful for the future of my own children I can't listen to the broadcast Michael I've had to turn it off it's just so sickening in relation to lawless society in Drogheda this is a national problem that starts with no punishment for a string of minor convictions Gardaí bring these culprits to court every day And they walk away. Look around Drahada in Dublin today. Still gangs of teenagers dealing and running drugs. And this is from a Drogheda listener.
5: Okay, let's take another call now. Mary is on the line. Good morning, Mary, and uh, thanks for joining us. A little bit like John, you don't want to give your real name. uh, So we're calling you Mary so that uh, you don't feel intimidated by these thugs. uh, But uh, you feel very strongly about what has happened, I take it.
12: Yeah. Good
5: morning, Michael. Um, I do. I feel. I oh, dear. OK, we've lost the line there. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully get Mary back on the line. Now, uh, Let's take uh, another one of the comments you have there, Marie.
11: Yes. Uh, Paul from Dundalk phoned in on the situation in Drogheda. Uh, I was listening to your councillor speak about anti-gang legislation. I can't believe when these people are charged that they aren't going before the special criminal court. Secondly, we have legislation where people can be charged from the word of a superintendent for being a member of an illegal organisation. Surely this should be implemented.
5: Okay, Mary uh, is back on uh, the line. Uh, Mary, you feel strongly about uh, what you've been hearing, obviously.
12: Yeah, I do, Michael. And first of all, I, my heart actually goes out to the people in Rathmullen. Um, you know, because they're lovely people just going about their day and they should be able to go about their day without, you know, their area being in lockdown. Mm. And, um, I mean, what what happened to that boy, it just doesn't even bear thinking about. And I know at the top of the programme, you said that, um, you know, young people shouldn't hear, you, you know, the, the statement that you read out. Mm. But, you know, our kids are afraid. Um, parents are afraid. I'm the parent of three teenagers, ranging from 19 down to 14. And, um, you know, in one way they think, oh, you know, should, like this couldn't happen to us. You know, this is not going to happen to us. None of our friends, you know, are going to get involved in, in drugs or whatever. And then on the other hand... Um, my daughter has to go see her friend today in the hospital and generally she would walk, you know, into town and she said to me before school, can you drop me today, you know, and wait for me um, and drop me back home. You know, kids are afraid and I live in an area of draw- that people would say, you know, it's a posh area, it's an affluent area, mm. but you know what, drugs are absolutely everywhere and... I also asked the kids this week, I sat them down every evening this week and we've talked about this little boy and the only thing I said to the kids too, I said, I hope that little boy didn't, you know, I hope that that little boy didn't uh, suffer or Mm. he wasn't tortured. And now I hear that he was, Mm. um, which is like, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for any parent because that little boy was just born the same as any of our own little boys and you just never know you never know who's coming into their group. You know, my young fella pals with, there could be 20 youngsters, you know, in the group and I would ring him and I'd say you know, who are you with? Um, where are you now? And he might mention a name that I wouldn't have heard before yeah. and i will say, well, you know, who's this you're talking about today and you know what I mean. Mm. You're always
5: constantly. You'd watch of that. Who, who he's with, where he's at, and what mm-hmm. he's at. Uh, mm. But uh, how do you feel about I him? Much how, how did you feel about him seeing this video?
12: I would never want. I wouldn't want anyone to see that video. But there's
5: so many children who have yeah. watched that video this morning. Oh, yeah. and oh, I, I mean, so this, true, isn't, yeah. this isn't this yeah. isn't some vague Hollywood video. This is mm. a, yes. a young boy who was living in our community mm. up to last yeah. Sunday who was killed murdered, brutally yeah. slaughtered yeah. and that event on yeah. video for children to watch and what effect is that going to have on them?
12: Oh yeah it's horrendous and you know the statement I think I I actually think that that statement and this might sound terrible but I think that that statement should be read out in every school where our teenagers you know are going into school every day and it's not been addressed because I have asked a couple of I said, you know, the girl, she's in, um, she's in sixth year. And I have said, has any of the teachers, has the principal at assembly, has anybody mentioned what's been going on in the town the last few days? No. In the five years you're there, has it been addressed? Has the whole drug problem been addressed? No. I asked the youngster. Has anybody been talking about it in school? Not really. Some of the boys are talking about it, but mostly people are just quiet. But that's because they're also sad as well mm. and they're scared. But it's not been addressed. And on Tuesday, my 16-year-old said to me, she said, Mum, you know, she said, it's only the 14th of January. And she said, already, she said, a teenager in town is dead because it was a for young people In the amount of suicide that's happened you know, everybody at the minute is yeah. all for global warming and uh, all of that yeah. environmental thing that's going on, which is great.
5: I don't know. Uh, Mary, uh, your, 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 your phone is actually breaking up a, a little bit. I, I just uh, wanted to mention uh, that uh, at uh, the beginning of the programme, we had a, a very different programme lined up and uh, we didn't know how people would react, but we're getting a very strong reaction and we've decided at this stage to give over the whole programme uh, to this particular uh, uh, event, uh, if that's the right word, I'm not sure how to uh, describe it, uh, but to this terrible killing, uh, to this terrible crime on all of us, uh, but particularly the Mulready woods family. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure. Uh, the impression we have is that people feel like you. You've articulated it very well, and we're leaving our lines open for people to make contact. Uh, and we are very, very grateful that you did uh, you Spoke very well, if you don't mind me saying that. Uh, but I, I think uh, you, you you said what a lot of us are, are feeling in a, a way that uh, a lot of us are, are just not able to do this morning. And thank you for doing that.
12: We are afraid, Michael. I We're know. Afraid yeah. Yeah.
5: I'm very taken family. aback by I'm very taken aback by your your, your little girl, your daughter uh, in sixth well, year. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, because
12: it children children
5: shouldn't year. be thinking that way, you know.
12: No, and she's sixteen and that's how they're thinking yeah. and you know it's funny because i know you've had Declan um, Declan brannock and yeah. theo smith mm-hmm. and the other thing she said to me she said you know she said adults she said they think that they know everything and they'll blame social media and you know they'll blame everything she said but they won't actually talk to us they won't ask the you know the teenagers What do you think? She said, everybody will have their opinion. And she said, and, ma'am, she said, you're the same. She said, you will blame, you know, this, that and the other. Mm. And you will have your opinion. But she said, you, all of the the adults, she said, you won't all come together and you won't ask all of us to come together. So, I mean, really, Mm. Michael, I know when something happened really bad Mm. in the town, I think Mm. it was before the FLA. There was a big demonstration down outside of the church and all of the politicians spoke. And you know what? Maybe it's time for to ask all of the teenagers, mm. all of them together, and we just stand back and we let those young people, we let those young people tell us what they want from yeah. us as their parents, what they want from the government, mm. what they want from the guardie, and what they want from every politician that's going to be knocking on our doors.
5: Words of wisdom. And I'll tell you, yeah.
12: we're failing our kids, and you we know, are. there was one of, your, um, one of your people, I'm not sure who it was, and he said that we're going to lose a generation. And do you know something? We are already, we're hanging on to this generation by the skin of our teeth. We really are. And as parents, mm. it's, you know what, you're nearly afraid to, you're nearly afraid to be out working. Mm. I'm out working and I'm lucky because I can work when the kids are in school. But do you know what? If I had to be a mom out working and my kids were coming home on their own, you know, like the parents... They need to have, you know, they they need to just keep such a good eye on their kids because you just do not know. And it could be any of our kids in any of the estates in the town. It's not confined to, someone else said that it's kind of, you know, the, the working class or something like mm-hmm. that. He said, um, you know, poor people. It's not poorer people, Michael. It's everybody because... Drugs, there's no boundaries. It's everybody. Okay.
5: Mary, thanks very much uh, for ringing in to us uh, this morning. Joanna Byrne, Sinn Féin Councillor, is uh, still on uh, the other line. Uh, and uh, I think Mary speaks uh, for an awful lot of ordinary people in Drogheda this morning, Joanna.
9: Absolutely. Yeah. I think all the comments that have come in this morning are are just, they show how this issue is resonating with everybody and how everybody is wondering how they can play their part in in. Community standing together to to get over this, you yeah. know, take our community back and get over it. And I suppose the best thing we can all do um, at the moment is to continue to support and guard the Anybody who who has received these videos, don't take it for granted that mm. the guardi have them. You know, send them on to the guardi. Yeah, and uh, me as a public representative, I'm easily contactable. And um, you can get me through any social media channel okay. my video,
5: and, and, my and assume that so. your children have the videos and make sure that they don't watch them for their own yeah. sake and for their own mental well-being I and and
9: pray that, that, that a lot of mm. children don't, I know, I know a lot have but I, I mm. really hope anybody who's
11: getting them. And let's them talk to
5: our children. Uh, children as Mary said we need people. to listen to our children, let's uh, just yeah. uh, go back uh, to the phones, uh, Marie you've uh, some more calls that have been coming to us.
11: Yes, interesting the point made by Mary in relation to your statement at the top of the show she was saying that despite you saying maybe young people should switch off, she was saying that she thinks the young people should be listening to that statement and Sean rang in and he said, very powerful opening from Michael Reid and I think everybody should listen to that because this is the end result of being involved in drugs. We had an interesting phone call from Brian who is originally from Drogheda and listens into the show from Austria Michael Mm. and he says my heart is in bits listening to what is going on in the town, as he puts it, I love so well. It's just terrible to be on, you know, away from the town and listening to what has happened. He says, my wife won't actually come to Drahada anymore yeah, because yeah. she hears the stories going on and the events and that she's afraid to come back with me and I just want to say that I'm thinking of the people of the town.
5: Okay, Paul Bell, the Mayor of Drada, uh, is still with us uh, and I suppose we're getting a, a feel for how people are reacting to this but this is just an initial reaction and people are absorbing this news and the stark reality of what has happened and I'm not sure how this is going to end up, but I think there's going to be a big response from people.
4: Well, I think if you listen to what Mary had to say, that's a citizen. And we use that term, ordinary citizen and all that. Well, I'm an ordinary citizen. I've been living in these communities mm. for over 30 years, uh, articulating to anybody who would listen to me how, how this thing was evolving. And now we've ended up here. Uh, from this, of course, and there was one thing that Mary did say, I'm quite taken aback that there's uh, maybe a limited conversation mm. ongoing in schools or mm. areas where young people are congregating yeah. or clubs or whatever. Uh, and it's not about uh, talking to them, actually. I mean, it's probably about listening. Listening, and that's it's, what it's she said. It's yep, about this, yep, yep, And that's, that, yep, that's yep. the that's, point that, that's, that's been That's exactly been what her daughter said, yeah. And, and I, I was taken aback, Michael. I don't mm. want to go into political circles, mm. but I was taken aback. There's a, an election on here, and Mary referred mm. to it. Mm. And everybody's talking about living in an economy, and I've always mm. wanted to live in a society. Mm-hmm. Now, this act that has happened, that be, you know, has been perpetrated against the citizen of our own community, maybe involving, possibly, citizens in this community, maybe aided and abetted by others, uh, we have to confront that. Mm-hmm. Whether we're 15 or 115, we have to confront that. But I keep saying, the, if the political discourse is about economics and not about society, we're at nothing. Okay. The guards of uh, the Guard of Shikana have been very clear of what they require to deal with very difficult anti-social behaviour and very difficult organised crime. And what they are saying because I've been listening mm. is that th- wh- where they are now is not where they need to be this what's ongoing here Michael is a threat to the state it's not just a threat it's a threat to everybody uh, uh, and all
5: including our children we have child killers on the loose in Drogheda so horrific was uh, this crime that all of this programme is dedicated to to covering what happened how it happened why it might have happened uh, and how those who were responsible for what happened are taking great pride in it uh, and are putting videos on the internet to show how horrific they can act. We'll be back with more in a moment. Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on, on LMFM. 1850 715 958 86 dot ie. if you want to make a comment yourself you're more than welcome to do so. The Mayor of Drogheda, Paul Bell, stays with us. Uh, Peter Fitzpatrick in Independent TD in Loud is on the telephone. Good morning to you, Peter Fitzpatrick and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, this morning? Well,
1: first of all, Michael, uh, my sympathy is with my uh, really and one family. Listen, this is an all-time low. Like, you know, no human being deserves to be butchered up in the way that, uh, that this has happened. Listen, for once and for all, I think it's about time. We, we have to really do something. It's gone on too long. I believe there's someone being arrested. Michael, there's too many arrests going on, no convictions. We have to get these thugs off the streets once and for all. I be repe- repeal- appealing to the Gardener Commissioner to get as many people involved in this as you can. Like you know, th- this this is an absolute and utter disgrace, Michael. And Michael I'm gonna make another comment, Michael. Mm. There's a psychiatric unit unit up there in and in Georgia, and I'm gonna I'm gonna to say these to people in Jordan. It's an absolute disgrace. The amount of people I've taken up there with mental health issues in the front door, out the back door. There's people jumping up the bridge in in, in, in Georgia, on, on on the county, in the go, out the go. I've been dealing with the guards for the last number of years in it, and I haven't heard one good thing come out of that air. Mental health, we have to start educating these, uh, educating these children. There's a, there's a life outside drugs. So hack- they go in the
5: front door out the back door and uh, back on, on cocaine quite often.
1: Oh, Michael, I'm telling you. Yeah, Michael. I mean, that's
5: what's at the root of uh, that problem for a lot of these people who are jumping off the bridges, as you put it.
1: Michael, it's, it's, it's mental health issues. Mm. There's not a day in my consistency of it. But it's
5: not just mental. I mean, that certainly is part of the problem. I mean, there's an awful lot of people using cocaine and cocaine is uh, the drug uh, that these gangs predominantly deal in. Uh, but these are real gangsters if ever there was. Uh, and what uh, what we've been seeing on the videos and what children have been watching on the videos and how anybody could do that to another human being, let alone a child, is beyond belief. People don't understand it, Peter. Pe- people are struggling to understand how such a small amount of people, the guards say 100 people or thereabouts involved between the two gangs, can hold a, a town with a population of 40,000 to ransom.
1: Michael, for once and for all, can Drew Harris come down to draw and sort the situation once, once and for all? They've done it in the Limerick. There's no reason why we can't do this in Georgia. Listen, I'll I, I, I be honest, this is not a political statement. Like, politics shouldn't be involved here at the moment. There's a serious, serious problem in Droida? Listen, children have to be educated the dangers of drugs. They're starting off at a very, 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 very young age. And once they get involved in that, and Michael, in fairness, it's handy bucks. Like, these people are selling and buying and dealing in drugs. Mm. I, I have families couldn't make consistency offers. Their son or daughter bought drugs. They bought the drugs for 20, 30 euros. All of a sudden, these drug dealers are looking for 1,500, 2,000. They're threatening the mothers and fathers. They're threatening the brothers and sisters. It's gone on far, far, far too long and wherever is needed, all resources should be given for once of all. The people of Drawer don't deserve
5: this, Michael. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, I think dedicated followers of Fashion will look at uh, the clothes uh, that Keane Mulready Woods was wearing, uh, because uh, the guard showed photographs of them uh, and gave a description of them, and we'll all know that those clothes don't come cheaply, uh, the watches don't come cheaply, and the lifestyle doesn't come cheaply. There's a lot of money involved in uh, the drugs trade, and there's no doubt about that.
1: Michael, we all have to take responsibility. Politicians, got, we all have to take responsibility. And the most important thing is that the families, the mothers, the fathers, the brothers, the sisters, we're all responsible at the moment. If we see any kind of indication that our children have been involved in drugs, we have to stop. We have to go get a bit of help. And, Michael, I made a serious allegation on your programme in standoff I think we have to start with these, like, like that place in Crossland, mm. that Psychological unit. like, there's hundreds of millions to be spent all around the country, and they're like five star hotels. People can't get in. Listen, I had a young fella come in to me there during the week. I rang the ministers. I rang, I rang, anyway, I spent one full day trying to get something done, Michael, and, and honestly, I, w- I won't say what, what I could do, but it's, just, it's an absolute, there's no help out there for these people at all. Like, we're, we're all banging our heads. I have mothers and fathers coming in there, please help me, please help me. The guards, were all trying to do our best. And they go, you go up to the a up there in Jordan, mm. and all we're doing is, is, is holding people to the sick bag. We need to look after people with mental head. Like, what happens is, if you, have a, if you have a drug problem, right, and you go to these places, they say come back in six weeks when you're drug free. It's now they need help. It's not in six weeks' time. Like you know, like where is this person going to get themselves detox? Or where is it? Well, mm. there's no place to get this out.
5: Yeah, or if you what? jump off the bridge, as many people do, they uh, won't uh, treat you as a psychiatric patient if you have drugs and alcohol in your system, uh, because uh, I don't know why. But anyway,
1: Michael, you, you don't know why. I don't know why. Can we find a reason why? The, and I, the, Michael, a lot of these people that they, uh, they don't jump at the bridge for a bit of fun, they jump at the bridge because it's the last resort. They want help. And I guarantee you, Michael, and I won't mention the names, we the a young fella from the doctor recently who committed suicide. Mm. He was up in Cross Lane twice in two yeah. different occasions I and know. sent him home. Mm-hmm. His, doctor, his, his doctor couldn't believe what was happening at the moment. Mm. And, like, and, and then when the doctor goes to the wake, they the, 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 the tell the doctor, good day, it's all your fault. But listen, for once and for all is the government keeps telling us there's plenty of money there have in the middle let's start showing it let's start educating these young people yeah
5: well I I, I don't know if uh, treatment uh, for mental health problems uh, would help with the individuals who carried out this barbaric murder of uh, this young child uh, little Keane uh, who uh, has had his body parts uh, left off in different parts of uh, the city as we've been hearing over the course of uh, the week. But look, thanks uh, for taking the call this morning. That's uh, Independent TD in Louth, Peter Fitzpatrick, 086-1800 658-1850, 715 958 or michael at lmfm.ie. As I say, the Mayor of Drahda Paul Bell, uh, stays in uh, the studio with us and our, our phones are hopping and uh, we're trying to get people through as quickly as possible, Paul Bell, but uh, it, it, it's quite uh, amazing, the reaction, because because we've been looking at problems uh, in terms of drugs and mental health problems uh, Mm -hmm. and associated problems for a long time, as well as the violent incidents. Uh, But this one has really struck a chord with people, I think.
4: Well, I think one of the reasons why it struck a chord is is, is, there's two things going on here. One is that uh, the access to social media, where someone can say, I can look at this act, Mm. uh, that has had an absolute, you know, I suppose... I suppose a catastrophic effect is is the word I would use where people are saying no this is not something I'm reading about or it's not something that Michael Reid's telling me about no. I, I if I haven't seen it myself I know someone who has no. I've actually declined uh, to to view that uh, particular act because I just yep. know that it goes beyond what I, what, you know what I could tolerate but the fact is, I think some people are actually disbelieving mm. that this has happened. But that's the world we live in now. And that's why like, people are asking for certain types of action. And I, I accept uh, uh, what Peter, uh, Peter Fitzpatrick was saying there. There's issues where people are trying to come away from drugs. They can't get help. But again, Michael, the priorities of, you know, the priorities... Uh, of our governments over the over the years has not been in this area. Yeah. I, isn't it funny that um,
5: there was a demonstration held uh, mm-hmm. as uh, Mary uh, mentioned yes. a while ago. A lot of people didn't go to that because they were afraid to be seen at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're getting calls this morning from people who want to say that they're disgusted at what happened but don't want to come on in case mm-hmm. they be identified. If mm-hmm. they do come on they want to use a different name because they're afraid.
4: Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, this is, goes back to the This thing. is a community in fear. Absolutely. That's the way I'm going back to, to where I, what I was saying at the beginning, Michael. The legislation to allow the Garda Corner to deal with these issues needs to be responding to the fears being expressed by the community. People are whispering about this issue, mm. but I actually believe that this threshold now is allowing people to openly speak out. Mm. Like, don't forget something too, Michael. But I,
5: I'm not sure that that is the case. Well, I no, mean, people they, continue to be afraid. They don't want to be seen speaking out. They yeah. will speak out, I'm sure, or speak privately to people they know. And all of the names of the people yeah. involved with this mm-hmm. are, are known by most of the people in Drogheda mm-hmm. and elsewhere, for that mm-hmm. matter. But people are
4: afraid to take a stand, and understandably so. These are dangerous people. But we have now come to a a particular space where we can't say, look, uh, well, hopefully that'll all go away. It's not going away. This thing that has developed has to be responded to in a way that gives the the community confidence to say, we can walk together to stop this and turn this back. You asked the question Mm -hmm. of me, why do you think people do this type of thing or why are people looking up to these people Mm. because the people who are involved in this actually believe they're on a different planet. I don't believe I asked you that question. I really don't believe
5: I asked you that question but I I, I do. I mean, Uh, mean, because the reality is
4: somebody somewhere
5: is looking up to yeah. these people to well, these animals
4: well I, I think even that term animal is uh, this I, I don't think animals it's an do insult that, to animals uh, to, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to do yeah, that because yeah, yeah. there's a code there's no code here okay mm. so if we want to if we, if we really want to address this and we really want to make sure this is not going to be repeated well then a number of different forces have to come together, including the community.
5: Mm. Okay, Keen Mulready was is a child. He was a, a child. He was seventeen years of age. He was murdered on Sunday night, brutally murdered, butchered, uh, decapitated, his limbs removed. Uh, video of uh, the killing, the murder of this child, was put on the internet and sent to Keen Mulready's family on Sunday night. We'll have more in a moment.
10: Michael
1: Reed Reed on LMFM. LMFM.
5: The murder of a a child, the destruction of his body, using his body parts as a, a weapon to send a warning to others and a message to others that certain individuals are powerful. Powerful because they could kill a child, video that killing, and put it on the internet, as well as sending the videos to the family as a way of telling them that Keane Mulrady Woods is dead. That's what happened on Sunday night and there's been strong reaction. All of our programme is dedicated to, to this particular issue today. Marie, you've some more calls for us.
11: I have indeed, Michael. I had a taxi driver phone in this morning and wouldn't come on air because like others, Michael, is just too afraid of being identified but just wanted to make the point that taxi drivers are very fearful at the moment that every time... Uh, some guy comes up to the car and gets into a car, and that they're sitting at a red light. They worry who it might, who it is that could be in the car, and that they might be sitting jocks, as he puts it. God, no. He says. Uh, everyone is fearful in the town and he says that the town is closing down visibly in front of us. People are afraid to shop. People are afraid to socialise in the town and feels that legislation needs to be brought in to deal with this.
5: God Okay.
11: Anne listening in this morning and says, I'm shocked to the core, Michael, with what I'm hearing on your show. I cannot believe, first of all, that this young chap, was killed in such such a brutal manner, but then to hear that it was pictured and that there's videos online. What have we become? I have teenage children myself and I could identify with everything that listener said on your show it's so hard trying to rear kids but then when you see what is surrounding them and the fear that they could be lured into some type of drug industry in the town I don't know where this is all going to go there is an election coming up but I think for the people of Drogheda the, the gangland feud and drugs is top of the list of things that need to be addressed
5: Okay, When you see that boy lying in a, a pool of blood his hands and his head covered in blood and putting his hands to his bloody head hoping he wouldn't be struck and then see a man approach him with a machete and knowing what the outcome was even though the camera was turned off it is very hard to stomach Uh, Very hard to understand, very hard to contemplate. Uh, I think anybody uh, with any sense of decency would have done anything to help a person who was in that situation, let alone do what these child killers did, which was to pick up that sword and kill him and then boast about it. What else have people been saying, Marie?
11: I had another caller in touch to say that everybody in the Marley's Lane area of the town, Mullen Road area of the town, knew Keane on his motorbike and says, yes, he may have did wrong, but nobody deserves what happened to those other drug sellers and users. His blood is on your hands, too. It's time for the people of Drogheda to come together And stop these scumbags once and for all. Mm. I wish to say I know the family of Keane well and I want to offer my deepest sympathies.
5: All right, Labour Party Senator Gerald Nash is on uh, the telephone. Good morning, Jed. Uh, What are your thoughts this morning? (sighs) This is just
13: a gruesome and, frankly, medieval act, Michael. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to listen to all of your programme this morning. In fact, I'm. here in RTÉ at the moment, uh, having uh, done an interview on in the Sean work programme with the Minister for Justice, uh, Charlie Flanagan, um, and indeed John Mooney, the crime correspondent who gave his own analysis of what's been happening in the area, um, the connections between this feud and the ongoing criminal activity on the north side of Dublin. Um, Keen was a child, we must remember that, and absolutely nobody deserves to die like this. As you can imagine, Michael, I've been out over the last couple of days um, campaigning, Um on the streets of my own hometown of drawdown a town i love a town i'm very proud of this is not reflective of who we are it's not reflective of the town people are angry they're sickened and the representations in terms of the calls that you've got in from the taxi driver and other people around draw and around the, the wider community telling you how they feel is absolutely symptomatic and representative of how the people i feel and the people i represent feel today they're absolutely sickened to the core I mean, I, I, I had a little of the contribution of our Mayor, Councillor Paul Bell, my friend and colleague earlier on, and he's absolutely right. A threshold of decency, a threshold has been crossed, and the question now is, uh, when that threshold is crossed, how do we as a society and how do we as a democracy um, respond to this?
5: Can you imagine getting a message on your phone and opening it to see somebody you are related to, somebody you know, somebody you love, being murdered in front of your eyes?
13: It is the stuff of the worst possible nightmare. It is absolutely extraordinary. I've been talking to families yesterday whose children didn't sleep, haven't slept over the last couple of nights, because they're concerned that they may know somebody who's next. These are people who simply do not value life. Um, They think that they can get away with murdering, dismembering um, people in a gruesome fashion, Uh, children uh, with absolute impunity. uh, We need... um, absolute, I think, limerick-style response. I've said this time and time again to the ongoing criminal feud and the activity in Georgia. And we de- do need, not just to review uh, our existing laws, but we need to enforce our existing laws. And myself and my colleague, Councillor P.O. Smith, are blue in the face reminding listeners, reminding the people we represent, uh, reminding the Minister for Justice, as I did this morning uh, on the Sean Work programme on RTE when we were face-to-face on air, uh, that we have very strong, in theory at least, criminal justice legislation to take people who are organising criminal gangs off the streets, have them tried before a non-jury trial of the Special Criminal Court and taken off the streets for a long, long time. My priority is the peace uh, of the people of Drada, the law-abiding, peace-loving people of Drada who are sick into the stomach of what's going on at the moment. We need a response and we need it quickly. We need a limerick-style response. Get into the faces of those who are responsible for these he and his acts, and for them to be brought to justice. I would be the first person, Michael, to defend an individual's civil liberties. But in cases like this, the civil liberties of the people of Georgia come first.
5: Thank you indeed for that contribution. Uh, Labour Party Senator Gerald Nash Independent Councillor Paddy McQuillan is on the line. I think we're all struggling to find the words to describe how we feel this morning. Paddy, what are your thoughts?
14: Uh, good morning, Michael. Um, well, it's hard to fathom exactly what's going on at the moment. You know, uh, I've listened to your open sequence, and I don't think I've ever had an open sequence on a radio show ever. It's not before me, like, It's Horrendous. Um, it's barbaric. Um, I just want to initially start by sending my thoughts to, to the family and friends of team. You know, um, what's happened in our town, is sort of this shocking act of violence, it's nothing's hard but Barry like people are shocked people are stunned and it's had it's hard when hard you're on the outside looking in at something like this it's hard to fathom how something like this can happen you know mm. but uh, a young like that sucked in he was obviously impressionable you know and like, he didn't get involved in this last week or last year he's been you know he was sucked in at a very early age grimly at a very early age. So, Mm. i of teenagers themselves for well over a decade, and i, I, I of them from the inner city. I want have been involved in this kind of thing, you know like, It Like, they're young, easy led. you know, and they long before the, well, even before the 16 year I mean. Really? to that this lifestyle is cool, and, and, and that's where it begins, you know, and... Mm. Um, like if you look at even the 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 RTE website with the clothes that the chap was wearing, you know that the child was wearing. let yeah. you, know, you know, it's a thousand thousands of euros there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So look, it's 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 a, it's a, it's, a, it's a ultimate tragedy, and for somebody to video it, my God, lad, I it's yeah. just beyond beyond belief, really. you know, beyond belief.
5: Uh, And you were instrumental in organising the protests that took place in uh, Drogheda around the time of uh, the local elections. We're going into a a general election. Uh, We've a a significant uh, event uh, that uh, people are focused on now at a, a time... When minds are, are focused, uh, do you think uh, that Keane's death will make any difference in terms of how this uh, struggle to beat the gangs is, is being dealt with, Paddy?
14: Well, one of your colleagues has you said that it wasn't really a political issue, but it is a political issue. Most definitely, it is a political issue. Most, most it is a political issue. Like, you look at addiction services in this country, they are the a Like The Red Door Project. They had the budget cut. Just, just think about that for a second. In the middle of a feud, a drug feud, to have your budget cut. Think about that, if, re- if that's the reality of the situation we're facing. People are coming to these services for okay? help. And apart from the H.I.C., the Red Door Project is the only one in the town that, that's willing and capable of, of, of helping these people who are you know, suffering from addiction. Uh, and if you look up the line, do not think it's Family Addiction Support Network, they don't even get funding your power. So it is a political issue. Okay. And it has to be an election issue too. So when these people okay. come knocking on your door, you need to be bringing this up with them. And can I just mention to you that the young people, that lady that spoke out, she spoke absolutely yeah. fantastically. Didn't she? She's right yeah. about the young people. Mm. Look at, look at the, climate, uh, the climate demonstrations. The Young people organise that themselves. Mm. Maybe, Maybe they need to stand up and just... Let let the powers to be you know that they are fed up with this too, and they're not just
5: enough. Yeah, let, let's talk to them. Let's mind them, but more important, as she said, let's listen to them. Paddy, thanks very much for that. Uh, before we go to the break, uh, just give us one comment, if you would, Marie, because the phones have been hopping.
11: Yes, Geraldine from Doha says it's very easy, Michael, to blame the guardie, but I really feel that stiffer punishments need to be handed out. That how can you have people before the courts and getting out on bail and also getting off On crimes that really they should be behind bars for, and that's what's needed to happen a change in legislation.
5: Okay, thank you. We'll be back with more in a moment.
1: Michael Michael Reed
5: on on LMFM. I have to tell you, we've had a massive response to today's programme. I also have to tell you that a lot of people have called and asked that we didn't use their name or that we use a different name. And a lot of people wanted to come on and voice their disgust at what's happening, but were afraid to come on and literally afraid to come on. And understandably so, given how violent the people at the centre of this story are. Paul Bell, the mayor of Drada, has been with us uh, throughout uh, the program uh, this morning, and uh, you want to make an announcement now.
4: Yes, Michael and, uh, and Marie. I just uh, first of all, we've been listening, uh, and I've been—it's been a privilege to sit here actually to listen uh, to what has been said, what's been read out by Marie, and I understand the fears that the community are facing and what they're experiencing because. As again, Michael, and this is not just the word of a, of a public representative, it's also the word of a citizen living in these communities. Uh, you know, the, the despair. There's a sense of despair. I think that there is a place for people that, that they want to actually articulate how they feel. Uh, as Mayor of Drogheda, uh, on Saturday week, uh, I will be uh, organising a gathering on West Street in Drogheda, walking across party and non-party, and with all the different organisations within our town to make sure that air gathering, a protest, a rally, whatever we call it, will be a success and will send the message from Drogheda of what we expect. But also, this is a national issue it because people right across the country are saying that our legislators are not seemingly able to grasp what is required to be done in the support of the communities, in the support of the Galicia corner. More details will be released over the coming hours uh, about what exactly is going to take place. And I will—I want to make this quite clear. This is not a political venture. The mayor's office is not a political position. As for citizen, I am obliged to listen to the citizens and try to articulate what they feel about this issue but also the ongoing issues over the last number of years uh, and I will be making further details available in the next 24 hours. Okay so that will be some sort of a,
5: a gathering on uh, the 25th of January Saturday week in Drogheda. Sinn Féin Councillor Rory Omuruku is on the line. Good morning to you and thank you for joining us here on uh, the programme uh, this morning. I- I'm sure morning. you'll join with uh, the Mayor. He said he wants a cross-party approach to this.
15: Um, I would have to support and commend uh, Paul Bell in what he's putting forward. Of course, we want to have uh, here cross-party support, cross-party solidarity with the community and with the family. Obviously, following this absolutely savage attack, all I can think of it's it's where cartel land meets the world of Kim Kardashian social media. Like it's absolutely disgraceful, and it it just shows where these gangs are first of all what they're willing to do and beyond that that they're they're willing to flaunt it and put it up to the state and obviously we need to ensure that the Gardaí have whatever resources are required in order to deal with this particular investigation and to get justice but also beyond that to deal with the wider issue and it is what is going on in Drogheda but it's also what's going on throughout this country and we, like I said before there's an element as well that people are going to have to take responsibility. The person on a Saturday night that's snorting cocaine is putting money into the hands of these people and endangering children. And and we really, as a community, can't have this. Look, yesterday I was at a meeting with Catherine Byrne, mm. um, obviously in the, the
5: Drugs Minister. The yep.
15: Yeah, the Drugs Minister. It was from a point of view, it was a, a meeting that had been organised for a number of organisations. Patty Macmillan would have spoken about uh, the Red Door, about their tourists, and also the Family Addiction Support Network um, and other organisations about literally the fact that they don't have the funding they require to operate the services that, that they do. In fairness, they're operating on shoestrings and they're keeping everything going with sellotape and, and bailing twine. And in fairness to the minister, what she said is the next person in that position needs to be sitting at a cabinet table and also needs to literally be able to coordinate a whole government response because it's about justice it's about health it's about education
5: like we had it's about bodily mutilation Uh, it's about killing a child uh, rory i have to leave it there for the moment undoubtedly we'll hear more from you and others before the 25th of uh, january in this gathering that will take place in Drodha. before we finish today let me go to independent councillor kevin callan who's on uh, the line uh, very briefly kevin can you share your thoughts with us well, michael
14: I, I think um this has just gotten to the stage now where it's so out of control the behavior we've seen in draw in the last week it's, you've covered a lot of it on your show it, it's depraved um, I don't think animals would, would behave in the manner in which these people are now behaving. I think we've we've gotten to the stage where something drastic has to happen in terms of dealing with these people, because it, it is now impacting seriously on innocent people
5: in our town. OK, thank you indeed uh, for that. Uh, just uh, in conclusion, uh, some thoughts from our listeners. Marie.
11: An email. The Greater Drogheda area is now the size of Waterford, yet it still doesn't have Garda numbers that match the latter especially in the East Meath area. It should have had those numbers increased years ago. Guard helicopters, surveillance, armed checkpoints, shootings and unprecedented savagery. It's like we are on the front line of a war with a sense of helplessness and it escalates. And so far, nobody has been taken off the streets. Now we have a savage execution. We have reached a Veronica Geerin moment, a tipping point. Meanwhile, on Antishok and all our politicians are gallivanting around the country. They have let us down. The 50,000 decent people in the greater Drogheda area deserve better than to have their lives threatened by essentially two criminal families. Mm. Time for action.
5: Yeah. Uh, Paul, Marie, uh, when you hear the helicopter overhead, what are your thoughts? We're in a different time. A no, different but space. Do, 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 yeah. do you know the sense of dread that oh, yeah, you feel when, when when you hear a helicopter now? Yeah, uh, I mean, you think somebody dead has. Oh, there's a serious incident. He- yeah, yeah. What, what what's happened? Uh, yeah. And it's now part and parcel of life in this and, part of the, the world. And the
11: poor children that live in this area, yeah. Michael, mm-hmm. and yeah. hear those helicopters yeah. and are terrified yeah. out of yeah. their wits. Like going Mary's
5: mm-hmm. leaving her daughter, afraid to go into town on her mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Uh, like the children this morning who are watching a member of their community, one of their peers, being brutally murdered on their phone. Mm. It's an incredible state of affairs.
4: As I said, Michael, we've crossed the threshold and we as a community have to stand together to make sure we normalise what goes on in our town. The people who are involved in this act, the people who are involved in the drug industry in this town, they need to understand that our time is limited because we are going to respond as a community to this and justice will prevail. And we'll have a safe community to live in again if we walk together. Okay, We'll hear more about this gathering, which is to take place on Saturday week, uh, the
5: 25th of uh, January, in uh, the coming hours and coming days for that matter. But that's where we leave you for today. God willing, we'll see you for our next programme tomorrow morning at 9am right here on LMFM. Good morning. Bye-bye.
4: The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact
3: us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie.
10: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.